there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Nebraska Preps Post Game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Another Monday, which means another week of NEB Preps with Nebraska Preps Post Game. My man, Jacob Padilla. He is alive and kicking, and you have a great flavor of a great brand of drink. I know they're not a sponsor, but ice, if you're ever looking to get off of soda and you don't like pop, those drinks are fantastic. Yeah, I've uh, tried to drink a little less pop, and that's uh, it's a good alternative. It's, it's unbelievable. Sure. So once upon a time, JP, those used to be a dollar. <laughs> that's they're still not too bad. So what's it up to, like $29, $39, 49 Probably something like that. I don't even remember. I just grab a bunch of them. Yeah, and they used to have – they're harder to find now, but my favorite flavor in those was crisp apple. Haven't seen that one. Oh, it is so good. And it's weird. Apple is like the oatmeal cookie of drinks. It does – that flavor doesn't get enough run. Shane, when can Apple get more love? Apple needs a lot of love. I, I mean, love, I'm man. drinking an Apple drink right now. What's your go-to? Peach, strawberry? Uh, I, I like strawberry. I don't like peach really flavored sh- anything. Sh- strawberry is your go-to? Yeah. It's Strawberry lemonade I like. That's it's my favorite Gatorade, which can't really find anymore. Oh, it's hard. The light pink? Oh, it's unbelievable. I got rid of it. It's sad. <laughs> we went through the top ten Gatorade flavors. <laughs> It's, it's weird. So yeah. <laughs> so what do you think's the safest? Is is grape the safest? That's the my basically go-to now since I can't really find the strawberry. Because uh, it's like yeah. hard to screw up grape, but somehow people do sometimes. <laughs> but what's the next, Shane? Strawberry and grape, those are the safest? Even orange gets some pushback. I was going to say orange, but it probably does get a little bit of pushback there. Orange Gatorade is in my top two. I'm orange and fierce apple. Yeah, I... That's kind of in the rotation to mix it up, not necessarily orange. a go-to. Or, or, uh, orange and lemon lime are the ones like, yeah, I can drink that, but not ones See, that I, I want to. See, I still stuff. like lemon lime, yeah. too. And people, I mean, it's fine. Well, orange and, orange and lemon lime are the, uh, the, the bulk ones that you would have, like at your – at, during your games, you know, that the coach Sam would get Picasso. the Gatorade on you, you know, orange, that sort of thing. <laughs> betting on the color. Another week of NEB preps <laughs> as we talk about celebratory flavors. Uh, if we're celebrating, we're starting in Class B. 
right? Not a ton of shakeup. Things kind of stay in status quo. But uh, you start with number one and Jake Brack continuing to do Jake Brack things for Omaha Scott. Yeah, Scott, uh, two in a week, uh, improved A&O, 76-53 uh, win against Roncalli. That was a six-point game at halftime. Uh, and then they just stretched it out uh, and controlled the second half, uh, put up 40 uh, and pulled away from uh, Ron Collier, who had a rough week, uh, really tough schedule. Tough schedule. Um, and then I, I was there on Saturday night. Uh, you double-dipped. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to go over there and see uh, my guy Gabe play and walked in and uh, he'd stand there in a boot. So that, that didn't, didn't work out. Uh, so one of their starters uh, is a stress reaction. Uh, so – He's out a few weeks, um, so they had a – so, yeah, you, you sit down a, a six-foot shooting guard and start a 6-9 combo forward, I guess, because uh, they had uh, Brock Scholl take his place in the starting lineup to and play you, with uh, and, Jake Brack. And, and, you, know and I'm a good, you know I'm a big Brock Scholl guy, especially as a youngster, because he's yeah. just now starting to come into his own, and he was so good in the summer with that ETG group. Yeah, and so they – uh, stepped up in class, played uh, Bellevue East, who also played Bennington. Um, uh, so I guess uh, Bellevue East is trying to expand their, their their schedule there a little bit, play some other teams. And yeah, coming off of playing Westside on Friday. Yeah, and uh, that was a 52-45 win for uh, for Scott. Uh, they did not play particularly well, um, and that's the mark of a good team is when when you're not playing well, to still uh, they they never trailed in that game. Um, they, they they were up forty to twenty four after three, and then Bellevue East credit to that those kids. They made a heck of a run in the fourth. They did it. They play hard for four for four quarters. JJ Ball hit three threes and a three point play in the fourth quarter to to get them back into it. They got that thing down to five and forced a turnover, and then had had a look from three to to really put the pressure on Scott. Caught the front rim, popped out. Uh, and then Scott goes down, hits free throws, and uh, J.J. Farron went 8-for-8 eight eight in the fourth quarter, 11-for-11 11 11 from the free throw line uh, in, in the game as a whole. The finish was 16. Jake Brack had 17. Um, but, again, they, 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 didn't, they didn't play super great, but found a way to pull that out. So Scott maintains there at number one. What you, would you make of Bellevue East athletic, kind of that long front court? Yeah, I, I, think, I believe they had an injury. Um, Rob, was it Robinson? Well, no, he, he played Chris, uh, Chris Brown, uh, Brown sophomore, okay. one of the off the bench. Uh, he was out, um, but they uh, they got some good contributions. Uh, just didn't shoot the ball, the three ball, well enough to for the amount of attempts that they had to to, to really have a great chance. But um, yeah, uh, Ryan Lanier and Eli Robinson, the seniors in the front court. Jacoby Adams uh, moved in from Florida, Florida. A six seven wing type for the can hit some tough shots for them. Long, so, yeah. So they've they've got some pieces there. Uh, again, Chad Muster got young young backcourt with that senior front court. So um, timelines don't necessarily line up to, for a complete team at this point, but uh, he's got some pieces to build around too. I just like watching him coach. Yeah. I like, you know, he's four kids. Uh, he obviously knows what he's doing. And uh, he gets those guys to play hard. Hasn't always been talent-laden, but he un- he understands how th- the best way to play to give his teams the best chance to win. Yep. And uh, kind of moving on, I-, I think this week really solidified that top three. And B, Scott is clearly number one. Platteview, though, 10-0, and 0, um, huge week. A little bit of a surprise over three. Yeah, uh, and that's yeah. We'll yeah, so for sure. I, for sure one and two. You yeah. said solidify the top three. You may be right because we had some reservations going into this weekend. And then Saturday, they they answered Saturday the dinner happened. bell. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Platteview, we mentioned they they 
uh, beat Plattsmith on Monday last week. Yep. Followed that up with uh, 59-46 at Roncalli in a game where 22-17 at halftime and then uh, just opened that thing up with a 23-14 third quarter. So uh, we've we seen how good they can be when uh, you've got other guys going, like Ezra Stewart at 24 in, in that, uh, that Monday win. Um, they've had Trey Moseman. They've had um, Alex Draper. Uh, that plat, that plat, or yeah, that Ron Colley game was a all right. They've got Connor Melkin and you don't, uh, and that's kind of why totally. they won the game. Supporting cast struggled, and they still won by double digits because Milliken had 28, went 13 to 16 from the free throw line, 15 rebounds, two assists. It's now a good uh, time to reiterate: if you want to ever beat them, you have to keep him off the foul line. I say that every week, yeah. and he continues to just get to the foul line, and it's a killer. You're letting him score when the clock's not moving. Like, this is a recipe for disaster. Yeah, and it's so hard to do because he attacks so relentlessly. Oh, yeah, he gets after you. Um, you've got to be perfect in the right spot, vertical every single time, or you're getting the foul call. And then you've got to get a body on him. He follows that, uh, that first miss up, too, yeah. uh, really well for a guard. So, um, And then big one, uh, they followed that up uh, against Bennington, 7-2, win. And that was a – they jumped on him early. Start to finish. 24-12 first quarter and then just kind of treaded water the rest of the way. Um, and <laughs> I, I mentioned they have Connor Milk and you don't. He had 39 in that one. Nine yeah. rebounds, two assists, and Trey Moseman had 15 points, eight boards. So. He, he really – you know, and so they have a couple of – so you think it's going to be Milliken and, and Moseman, a little M&M, but you, you're not quite sure what you're going to get from the other law firm, Draper, who's very capable – Ezra Stewart quietly can get you buckets. They they have a nice little one through five on any given night. It's who's going to be. The, it's not even the Batman and the Robin. It's the Alfred, I think, that gives <laughs> the them third guy, yeah. that gives them the best chance to have a chance. Ultimately, what I think is going to happen against a team like yeah, the Moscut. Stewart and Draper and obviously Milliken have played a lot of varsity basketball for them. Together. Um, yeah, Trey Moseman's played with Milliken for a long time up until high school and uh, even during the summer. And then um, uh, Ryman Zebert at 6'4", good athlete, um, gives them the size to kind of hold their own inside so they're not all guards like they have been at times. So um, just kind of just a really well-balanced team that continues to, to, to be impressive. And they've got another big week. Dropping down in class, but taking on some of the best. They they, uh, they face Ashland Greenwood on Tuesday, Wahoo on Friday, and then they go Ut- go to UTAN on Saturday for another three game week. Yeah, and and you know you talk about uh, Wahoo s- sitting atop or not atop number three in class C still with just the one loss. I know Ashland Greenwood number one. Yeah, they're they're number one. So uh, that's a game two years in a row. One I was actually there. The other year I watched online, but those Platteview Wahoo games are always highly entertaining because both those teams get up and down the floor. Yep. And that, that third team that we mentioned, uh, Crete, 10-1 and one start. Uh, they, they suffered that 28-point loss to Omaha Scott, which – We kind of looked at yeah, each other like and we're like, oh, back to reality. Uh, then this week they uh, 60-31 against Gehring and the the impressive one, 68-32 against Scottsbluff on Saturday. Yeah. Scottsbluff coming off a good win on Friday night against Waverly. I was there for that one. Um, we'll talk about Scottsbluff in a minute, but um, Crete just 13 points from Ben Ehlers, uh, 14 from Javen Gardner, uh, and 11 from Aiden McDowell. And those are kind of their, their three main guys there. They've got a couple other um, players with some experience there, but – um, 68-32, not just that they won that thing, that they, they 
they dominated that game from start to finish. Um, and, and again, Scottsbluff end of a long road trip, but they they played well on Friday night, coming off a big win, a chance to show like, hey, we we belong right up here with uh, with the best in the class. And Crete was not having it. Um, so they this week, uh, Crete uh, faces York on Friday, and they go to Norris on Saturday. So. Um, uh, a little bit of true syrup. Not taking on uh, one of the, the the top in the class, but those are those are two good tests for them. Yeah, good chance to establish consistency because yeah. yeah, in York, it, yeah, that's that's a good call. Like that'll be a good little. Where are we? Exactly right because York is seven and one. They're sitting there at number four in uh, Mike Souter's coaches poll. Um, they beat Grand Island Northwest sixty-two fifty-one this week. Twenty-two from Ryan Sievers is having a great season. Um, so they go, they go to Grand Island Central Catholic on Tuesday, and then go to Crete on Friday. Um, at, at five is Bennington. Uh, we mentioned they kind of they got off to a great start, and then uh, they they ran up against Platteview. And no shame in that loss, but they're sitting at seven and three, and at number five in the coaches poll. Uh, at three games last week, they they beat Ralston sixty nine forty nine behind twenty eight from Trey Bird and twenty one from Gunnar Lim. If both those guys are going, then you're going to have a tough time uh, beating Bennington there. Um, they definitely need an Alfred, though. Yeah. I think when you start talking about Platteview and Scott, they've got to get some consistency from some thir- a third and a fourth option. Yep. Um, then we mentioned the, the, the loss to Platteview, and then they – they followed that up with a 57-54 overtime win at Blair, um, 20 from, from Lim, 10 from Bird. Um, Dylan Kassler had a 10 uh, in the middle there. So um, it's Blair's a solid team. Like You don't necessarily want to see that them have to go to overtime, but they did escape, um, got that win, took care of business. So they're sitting there at 7-3. and three And they, uh, they go to Omaha Westview on Tuesday, um, to Waverly on Friday, and against a – much improved South Sioux City team. Like, they're not on Friday. They're not an easy out. Um, so, they've got – or on Saturday. So, they've got uh, – And that's at – that's at South Sioux, right? Uh, I believe that's at home. Is that at home? Okay. Because yeah. I was going to say, traveling – that's never – Two road games in one week yeah. and then come back and yeah, play an easy a team trip with to make. size and length. And Completely agree there. But if it's at home, that's a little different scenario in terms of game plan style. It's still the same now. Manny Paul will be tough for them to deal with uh, real long, well, real, hand- real productive. <laughs> I was going to uh, say he's a handful because of his length. Yep. And Scottsbluff, I mentioned they're 8-4. and four. Um, They went to Waverly playing in the auxiliary gym because they're wrestling going on on, on the, the, the main uh, Which is big the time there. Gym. Yeah, the EMC duels. So they packed that. Like, Scottsbluff travels well. Um, there was a, plenty of red in that stands. I was sitting in their section. Um, but – Packed in, good good environment, and uh, they they answered every single run that that, that Waverly made. Um, and I tell you, Nate Kelly, freshman point guard for them, you're going to be hearing his name a lot over the next four years. Really impressive, um, tough kid, hit some big time shots, took care of the ball, was smart, and then he played defense too. Um, Preston Harms went off for 14 points in the second quarter, and second half did not make a shot. Kelly was in his pocket the entire night. Um, really impressive all-around performance one of the for a young kid. One of the adjectives that people use about Kelly is that he's sturdy. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like Solid in so many areas. Yeah, it's just he's strong with the basketball, doesn't really get knocked around for a young guy, like just sturdy Yeah, is, is kind of the adjective. And he's been in double figures more often than not for them this year as a freshman, stepping into that starting point guard role for um, Austin Thine, who was so good for them last year at the transfer from Mitchell. Um, and the, the key to Scottsbluff there is they had uh, uh, Kellen Harris rolling. He had 16. 
they only played seven players, but all of them uh, made contributions. Uh, everybody scored. Everybody made some big plays. Uh, they got nine points off the bench um, from uh, Carter Rising. And so just really good overall team performance. Following up against Crete, you had Kelly with 16. Next highest score with eight. Mm. Harris only had eight. So that, that's kind of like they have to have everybody going uh, to, to have a chance in a game like that. And they just didn't have enough guys playing well. Um, but that's still Scott Swift, very solidly a top uh, – Top 10 team um, competing for top five status to see if they how they bounce back from Crete. They faced a couple of Wyoming teams this week in Central and, and East uh, at a Cheyenne. Um, so not, not going to learn much about how, how they stand in, uh, as far as Nebraska this week. But Ron Colley is at seven at six and four. Um, Mount Michael is at eight. Uh, how about Ron Colley's schedule this week uh, that we kind of alluded to earlier? Elkhorn North tu- uh, Tuesday, Fort Calhoun Friday, Mount Michael Saturday. <laughs> And again, like I said, Mount Michael's there at eight, so it's kind of seven, eight right there. Mount Michael's eight and two. Uh, so, so Harrison gets starting to get some help from. Is, is it? What are we saying? Is it Chop? Chuck? Alger. Yeah, Chop. Chop. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So Harrison had a lot, lot of like there. Twenty-six uh, against Elkhorn, uh, and they won that game by twenty. Um, and then Harrison Long thirty-six uh, in an 80-66 win against Council Bluffs. Thomas Jefferson and Chop Pauldra at 22 points in that one. Shot really well from three. So. And he goes for about 13, 14 a night. So you know that that's kind of steady Eddie with the way that he can play in the front court. Yep. Um, Beatrice at nine, McCook at 10. Um, it's kind of rounding out in class B. Does your business need an easy competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, Customers can get loans up to $500,000 with little or no money down and terms up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. Just fill out an application and the Currency Finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and best of all, it's free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. Uh, let's uh, speed on through here for A since you've got to get out of here. Um, at number one, Bellevue West, obviously, 12-0. and 0, uh, Got pushed for the first time, like the closest first uh, win by less than 20 points all season. That Doesn't uh, even sound right to you say that <laughs> That Abraham Lincoln uh, game that got pushed back to Thursday. Um, Abraham Lincoln, their, their administration athletic director, offered that deal to Bellevue West uh, knowing that if they went to the – uh, the Metro final that, that they'd be playing four games in five days. So credit to Abraham Lincoln. Uh, they didn't have to do that, but they offered it. And um, Bellevue, and they gave him a heck of a run. Uh, it was a four-point game um, late in the first half. And then I believe Abraham Lincoln hit him with a 9-2 to run there with two threes and and one. Uh, and then it, suddenly it's an 11-point game going in halftime. And you've it's just such a demoralizing stretch there for them. Yeah, and Coach Woodard, I think those guys, a lot of games and a few, in just a few short days. Um, you know, I, I think I, that was one of those games where I think he's really trying to manage minutes too. I mean, no zero disrespect to AL because I mean that's a fantastic team. I watch, as a matter of fact, we watch Westside play them in the summer, uh, in the summer league, and that's a team that's very capable. And we know that coaching staff highly, highly respected. That that may be a story later. Yeah. Yeah, Josiah Dilser, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 21 points, four assists, four rebounds, four steals, uh, 12 points, seven boards apiece from Robbie Garcia and Jackson Stuvey in that one. And then they followed that up with a 76-49 win against Bryan. 
Uh, up 36-19 in halftime. It's pretty impressive because I felt like the style of play might lend itself to being competitive, but Brian just doesn't shoot it well enough to keep up with that kind of pace. And they weren't able to take advantage of Dotzer's first game this season where he's kind of struggled. Yeah. Didn't, didn't reach double figures first time all year. Wasn't a big-time playmaker either. We've seen that before where he doesn't necessarily have to score. He just didn't, didn't have a great game, and they still find a way to win by a lot. Um, yeah, Jane Jackson, 13. Robbie Garcia, 12. Steven Pulichek, 12 off the bench. Eldon Turner, 10 points. Um, so what they do. A lot of different guys. Yeah, it's hard, hard to stop everybody there. And then they all turned around and came to <laughs> Westside Miller North on Saturday. Yeah. Boy, those, those Bubby Westgate, it's a close-knit group, and you have to be to play that many guys and be that competitive and not take it personal. Well, and then Josiah uh, was at uh, the, the Bellevue East Scott game, too, as yeah. well. So. Um, well, they a rare weekend off for them. Yeah. Uh, so they're at number one. Gretna's still hanging in there at number two, 9-1 uh, and one, uh, record. They uh, beat Elkhorn South 61-52, uh, and then uh, they got – uh, it was actually a two-point game. They were down two going in the fourth quarter. Played and some close games already, haven't yeah, they? Just dominated the fourth quarter, 22-11. to 11. Uh, Alex Wilcoxon had 24. Landon Pekorski had 21. And then they followed that up with a 65-51 win at Omaha Central on Saturday. And that was a one-point game at halftime. And then 22-10 third quarter, they opened that thing up. Um, Wilcoxon had 22. Again, Alec Wilkins had 13. Landon Pekorski had 13. And Gretna was playing without Jeffrey Roselle III, uh, the big man in the middle, who was out of town this week. Which they family. should get him yeah. back for this yeah. week. Is, is they, got, they got a big one. One game, but it's a big one. Yeah. Uh, West Side on Thursday at Gretna. Yeah. So th- they host that Seems one like again. we just played there. Yeah. I we, was, that's right. We did just play there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was at that game. Um, this was I. Huh. That's uh, the concussion game. Yeah, yes, it was. I, I tell you, though, uh, Caleb had that hard fall in the, the Metro tournament that that first one I was like that looked a lot like uh what happened at that Gretna game I was kind of worried for a second there but bounced right back up um at three still hanging in there off of the uh off the strength of that Metro uh, tournament semifinal or fi- uh runner-up finish uh is Creighton Prep at eight and four had a tough one uh ha- had to uh kind of pull away in the fourth quarter uh 46-42 win at Papio South um again that thing was tied going in the fourth quarter and Prep uh, one fourteen to ten. Uh, Dylan Clawson, seventeen points, eight rebounds. Um, didn't really have anybody else going on offense, but they held Papias out to thirty-one percent shooting. So defense definitely won them that game. Obviously, if having scoring forty-six points and being able to win, uh, not often that's going to be the case. And and I know they're ten, but let's talk about them in the same vein, just because it was against prep. I think negotiating or navigating ball shot selection and his volume based on what the rest of that team is doing. Is going to be something to watch. Yeah, and they had a tough week. But six and four, like you said, down there at ten. Um, they had that loss to Prep and then bounced back and only beat Millward West by six. Um, only scored fifty points. They uh, they shot uh, a combined eleven for forty one from three in their two games this week. And yeah, Reese Kircher with fourteen and Bryce uh, Bryson Ball with thirteen in that Prep game. You had Bryson Ball with 13 and the only one in double figures in that uh, that second game against Millwood West. So they got to get – that's a team that kind of lives and dies by the three a lot because some of their supporting casts. Um, they don't get a lot of easy points exactly in the paint. Exactly right. They don't, they don't have a, a true big man that um, that kind of can, can get you easy point paints. Uh, Maul Jaw is kind of hanging in there as their five um, in that starting lineup. So that's – 
something that the, they're going to have to find a way to generate a little bit easier points if they want it to make a run. But, um, yeah, so. I tell you, though, Jaw has turned into an elite-level defender. He he can really guard. I thought he he really he really guarded Dotzler well at the holiday tournaments. I felt like he was really good uh, against Prep in terms of defending uh, PJ Newbel. Like he he's got a lot of versatility. I, like I he's kind of and I like good defense because I think ultimately you're gonna have to be able to get some stops if you want to have a chance to win state because you have to be able to to neutralize Dotzler and Jaden Jackson. Uh, if you want to give yourself a chance uh, here at the state tournament. Yep. Um, and then prep followed up, 75-43 win at Westview. Um, up big at halftime, and um, that game was over. So um, it's it's. I thought it started, though, like that was going to be fairly competitive. Coach Runco at Westview, just too young. Too young, yep. Too, um, too, too young. young not, not a lot of size, but um, they definitely got some pieces to build around there. Uh, at four, number uh, – West Side Warriors, 9-2, and two, um, took care of business 85-41 against Bellevue East. And um, uh, Tate Advadi, uh scored 13 in that game to go over 1,000 for his career. And his, his, his shooting percentages throughout his career are, are really impressive. Um, he, he's done it uh, at a high level. He's scored double figures every single year of his varsity career. Um, just, just a really good Steady um, scoring wing. Um, and then followed that up with the 69-52, really impressive win at Miller North which was win number 100 for Coach Jim Simons. Sixth season at the helm there, win percentage north of 700. Um, he, he's done a really good job, and um, c- congrats to him on hitting that milestone. Had, had some really good players to help him along, but he's done a great job m- making that program um, a place where kids want to play. Yeah, that was start to finish. That one surprised me a little. I thought Westside would win, and I just talked about you know, because I think ultimately sometimes in the Metro, JP, and you know because you're around summer basketball so much, I just think that there are personalities kind of that when they meet head-to-head, I'm always interested to see how it plays out. And this one was, you know, the three of, uh, you know, Stubblefield, Mitchell, Benning against Mosser and, and Eli. And the X-Factors were Rollins and Advati. But the real X-Factor turned out to be Kevin Brown. So I just look at the mindsets yeah. Westside is ex- is supremely confident when playing Miller North. Like they, I think they just feel good about the matchups, and you saw it when it tipped. Yeah, and uh, Westside won that game with their defense. Their their game plan was phenomenal, and we talk. It starts with Kevin Brown on Derek Rollins. They want to run everything through him in the post, um, and he did a great job making him fight for everything that he got. He finished with twenty. He only had eight through the first three quarters. Twelve yeah. of those were in the fourth quarter after the game was already over. Um, and it started w- with uh, with Brown there. Battle him inside, fronting, uh, communicating, calling out for the backside help. They did a great job. Where the weak in. side helps yeah. and the doubles came yeah. from on the baseline. It was hectic. It's a really great defensive game plan because uh, in, in the first half, uh, Miller North hit hit threes to kind of hang in it. There were a couple busts on Mosser. Six How many? for nine in the first half. Yeah. Uh, despite and they weren't able to score inside the arc, um, and they turned it over. It was eight to eight to one, uh, eight that, to two, I think. That's gonna be their thing. Yeah. It's Westside had two turnovers in the first three quarters combined. Miller North had eight in the first in the first half. Um, uh, they had twelve in the first three quarters. Finished with fourteen. So that was a difference. Westside just got more cracks uh, again. Shots up. Uh, they didn't have a great offensive game uh, in terms of shooting percentages. Uh, especially from three, and Miller North busted out the zone in the second quarter. That kind of slowed him down. Kind of slowed it down. 
Um, but they, they, they just, in the second half, the three stopped falling. They went one for seven, didn't hit a three until the fourth quarter, and they still couldn't score inside the arc because of uh, Westside's defense. So that was, that was impressive. Advadi finished with 24, had 10 in that second quarter. Kevin Stubblefield had seven in the first quarter, hit all three of his shots, picked up a second foul almost immediately in the second quarter and mm-hmm. sat down. And they didn't need to bring him back because yeah. Oddbody stepped up and hit some big shots against the zone. When he's in rhythm the shooting the ball yeah. off, of, you know, those balls get in his shooting pocket. Tate's knocking those down. And then in addition Turn into a much yeah. better catch and shooter. Yeah. You know, th- I think the less he dribbles, the better he is because, man, he can knock it down when in rhythm. Yep. And so Stubblefield finished w- with 13. Uh, Brown had 12 points, following up 14 against Bellevue East. Another good week for him. Um, uh, move the ball well. Um, so just contributing a lot of different ways, and like I said, made the difference in that game. Caleb Benning had nine points, uh, really efficient. C.J. Mitchell, eight points, five assists. So you got contributions from that entire starting five, mm-hmm. uh, and that's, that's how Westside needs it to be done. You need all those guys being a, uh, an important piece of that, and that was the case. This was, again, despite not shooting the ball well, this is what you want to see Westside looking like when they're playing well. I think the more practices they have, it's the fifth with this nucleus together. They're, I'm encouraged about their upside. I don't know if it'll be enough, right, when it's all said and done, but they will be much better as the season goes along because they'll be playing together more. Yep. Um, at, at five, uh, Lincoln High, or, or we mentioned uh, Westside has a big game against Gretna this week again. That's the big one, one. Only one game this week for them. Uh, so both those teams will have plenty of time to really lock in on their game plans and, and prepare for that one. Uh, Lincoln High at five followed up the the, the hack tournament title with a 48-51 loss at Lincoln North Star because Lincoln's just going well, to continue to beat ju- each other well, up. Then they jumped on them so early. Yeah. It was what was it 10-1, 11-1 to start in that first quarter, and you're like, what is going on? Just couldn't finish. Um, but then they bounced back and beat Lincoln Southwest, who got a huge win on Friday night, and they went one and one yeah. over the weekend and <laughs> won that one 62-54, yeah. um, and that was 21 to 12 first quarter. Um, Southwest battled, uh, or it, it was one-point game going into third, and then um, Lincoln High just controlled the fourth, 19-12, to win that game. So um, still still don't know what to make of Lincoln. Um, we mentioned, because uh, we'll get the Lincoln High is northeast on Thursday and central on Saturday, so another kind of tough test where um, they can continue to prove themselves. At six is Miller North, we mentioned, uh, that lost to, to west side there. They got to kind of figure some some things out offensively there. Uh, followed a uh, – 75-18 win against Omaha Northwest, and they've got Central and Lincoln South or Lincoln East rather um, this week for for Miller. I'd be North. curious to watch that Lincoln East game as they sit at number seven with just the two losses. Coach Campbell have a good game plan, and and they got a couple of our guys. Uh, yeah, Carter Templemeyer, uh, 57 points in his last two games. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had 29 it, against Fremont this week. Had 28 last week. It um, is so cool to watch these guys like Davis and, and Templemeyer and Brown, like guys that you have these close relationships with really start to flourish because you kind of skipped over it at Miller North, but he may have to play more. Uh I'm biased. I, I think he can help. Uh, <laughs> he settles exactly things right. down, yep. and he doesn't. He doesn't turn the ball over. Yep. Like I mean, I think he's got to play. Yep. Um, so uh, yeah, so the, uh, Lincoln East <laughs> pr- has, proud coach over here. <laughs> proud, proud coach. Lincoln East has uh, Carney and Miller North this week. Uh, at eight is Lincoln North Star. Uh, seven and three. Still um, can't. I can't figure them out. Nope. They. 51-48, again, that, that win against Lincoln High. He got 17 points from Antala, San Linnell. Um, 16 
uh, points, six uh, steals, four rebounds for Lazarus Houston. And then they followed it up with a. Uh, no, I, I do know that I'm a big Lazarus guy. <laughs> and he had another good week, 74 uh, 60 uh, against Westview. San Linnell had 26 9 in that one. Westview just doesn't have size to match up with him. Um, Brent Clemens had 16, again, uh, size there. And Houston had 15.6 assists. So he's been a really good pickup for them. Uh, at nine, Lincoln Southwest mentioned that 78 76. Such a weird team. Uh, showdown with Lincoln Southeast. Pack Jim uh, Sauter went to that one. Uh, Lincoln Southeast shot 12 of 21 from three. Lincoln Southwest shot 13 of 27. Yeah. Braden Frager at 28 went six of eight from three himself. Um, and Ryland Smith at six. Not, not, not sure you six could six bottle six. that and repeat it, but <laughs> he's yeah, such a good athlete. He is dangerous. I feel like he comes up once a week. Yeah, so seeing kind of what happened there and then only mustering 54 points against uh, Lincoln High maybe spoke to the level of defense in that game. Uh but uh, that was – I mean, it was 69-54 Lincoln Southeast after the third quarter. And then they just dominated the fourth 24-7 to to win that thing. Uh, Jake Hilkman, who had a good game, had a kind of step-back three at the buzzer um, that Lucas Helms blocked to, to seal that game. Um, and a shout-out to Rylan Smith, who uh, became Southwest's uh, all-time, all-time league, league scorer recently, uh, breaking uh, Ben Hunziker's record, uh, yeah. who set that last I was, year. I was with his dad all day Sunday. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, just confounding team. And then they go to Lincoln North Star on Friday this week. Uh, and we already mentioned uh, Papio South uh, there. That kind of rounds out the, the top 10 in A. Um, just quickly hitting on Class C1, Ashland Greenwood at number one, 10-0. and 0. Ogallala, two, 12-0, having a great season. Uh, Jaron Gager and that crew out there. Wahoo sitting there at three with the only loss to Ashland Greenwood. And Pierce is 10-0 and 0 at number four. Um, Class how, C2. How about Pierce double dipping? Yeah. And some of the same guys, too, uh, yeah. as, as you expect in small, uh, small town, smaller classes. Um, C2, Freeman, uh, I think, has kind of established itself as a clear number one there um, at 11-0. Amherst is 10-1. Donovan Trumbull is 12-0 at three. Um, and r- wrapping things up with uh, kind of my weekly shout-outs, shout-out to Landon Klassen at O'Neill, senior point guard there, who missed a few games with, some I- with an injury, was able to come back. Monster week last week, 24 points. Uh, nine rebounds, 10 assists, just missed the triple-double against Winnebago, uh, and then followed it up with 36 points, uh, five of seven from three, 13 rebounds uh, in a win at Boone Central. Uh, so a huge week for Landon Class and really good player out there for O'Neill. Carter Seams, uh, Tri-County, 30 points, um, five rebounds, four assists against Friend, and then followed that up with 23 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, three steals uh, against Fairbury. Jeremiah Ingeson uh, from Maywood Hayes Center, 22 points, eight rebounds, three assists, three steals against Sand Hills Valley, and then followed up with 18 points, 10 rebounds, one assist, four steals, two blocks against Paxton, Paxton and 34 points, 12 rebounds, two assists, two steals uh, against Highline. And finally, usually stick with small classes, but uh, Ethan Youngtum at Elkhorn uh, deserves a shout-out. 40 points, 14 to 21 from the field, including six of 11 from three. 11 rebounds, two assists, a steal, and two blocks uh, in a four, in a 12-point win a, against Boys Town. Not so. bad. This is some of the ones, some of the biggest, uh, the, the kind of standouts that I saw from the week. So. It'd be interesting to see if, and I don't, I don't know if it's sustainable, but if Elkhorn could figure out ways to score a little easier. They, they, yeah, they hit a rough patch, but maybe that that game will get them going. You're not going to get 40 from from Young Tum every week, so you got to find other offensive solutions, but. Good to get back in the win column after right. a rough stretch for uh, a first pro- year coach. Program that was in the preseason top ten. 
That's another week. It is comprehensive, man. We do it because we love it, and we love that you guys love it, and gals for that matter. That's Jacob Padilla. I'm Old DB. It's NEB Preps. That's Shane producing, as always. He's the real deal. We'll be back next week. NEB Preps. A Herd at Sports Network production.